Welcome to Asim and Phil Do Edibles. And today we will talk about the inventions through time. So, what do you want to talk about inventions? <laughs> um, we can maybe start with the earliest invention uh, that we know that humankind has uh, done in the past. What would that be? Fire? Um, fire may be one of the most earlier ones. Wheel. Um, rotating wheels. I, I know. Okay, let's And see. then um, tools. Just like I think tools are much earlier. A yeah. Spear, um, axe, axe, bow. Yeah, knife. Right? Knife for sure, and pots, like uh, clay pots or yeah. something. But I want to talk about the wheel. Yeah. Okay, so if I tell me how you would use the wheel back in the time, there was no bearings. There was no shafts there was no bushings like no. machine no how wood, wooden wooden wheels just like uh, it's round and then connected with uh, you know the frame of woods again right so that's the i think the most primitive one of the most primitive then stone wheels with just like big round stones that you yeah. turn but here's the thing even if you have that wooden wheel yeah it's not that easy to build something that can use those wheel efficiently yeah you need to have a sort of axis you need yeah. to have sort of something that reduces frictions yeah. when the wheel turns yeah so it's very hard to to use you know yeah. what i mean yeah for sure and when we say oh don't reinvent the wheel i mean it makes sense yes but the the wheel is not the only invention. It needs all these other inventions so that it can work. Yeah. And then build a bigger invention. Yeah. So inventions come from smaller inventions. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Um, yeah, wheel, then something to sit on, then bicycle. There were some crazy unicycles and other forms of bicycle that it's so weird if you see today. Oh, the one with the big wheel? Big wheel, whatever. <laughs> and this one, one wheel. Uh, so but that invention came much later, no? Yeah. That's the true. inventions of, I don't know, like paper, yeah. uh, ink. Yeah. Right? It goes back yeah, to back. the beginning of age. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, um, I think, uh, estimation of um, how early humans were, you know, uh, well, like humans already start started to um, paint and um, uh, make markings in the cave. So it's just like I think there is so no comprehension of or some estimation of you know when humans started drawing. Yeah, it's very hard to predict. I think it's human nature to try to maybe not paint but just to write down something. Right, yeah. you draw, yeah. try to make sense of what you see. Yeah. Right? And and what is uh, carved? What are we even doing when we make drawing? You know, we're just repeating what, what we have seen. It's not that innovative actually. Like there's no point of it in uh, the actual surviving and necessities, you know what I mean, of that time. 
it's just like uh, meaningless uh, but then at the same time that's what made us very different from i think other animals so you saying that any form of painting is meaningless objectively it's it's just like uh, repeating what, what we've seen or or just like mixing um you know different things we have seen and creating a fantasy um we saw some flying creatures we saw some big mammals and we just mix it and make it flying lion and whatever so those imaginary drawings are also just mixing and matching of what we have already seen so i'm saying objectively like you need food to survive air to breathe you know that level right uh, then what is repeating what we have seen it's uh, in a paper on a paper is is doing it's not helping you to survive in that scheme of things i mean that's why right. animals don't paint or whatever there is value in trying to teach right it, just communication for humans yeah. right and then if you want to explain something that happened to you yeah. your one of your reflex might be to paint it and see oh this is what it looks like or yeah. draw it yeah but i guess for survival it's not really yeah it's not purpose unless of course you can argue that because humans were always um, you know living in uh, groups uh, just right enough to form a tribe and no one was like a nation back then because they used they had to move together right so uh, so con- considering that in tribal wars and just group you know two three groups in and re- like in a, in a region maybe fighting for resources then when they fight you need uh, some skill to uh, explain the enemy's territory so it is like map so it's mm-hmm. almost like a drawing if you see past cave drawings also most of them are like that some attack going on or a big neighborhood someone is grazing cattle someone is doing something with the well or something so um, they are they might be like like earliest strategy you know um kind of um, kind of a way to explain strategy and then drawing drawing emerged for that purpose and it was very at one point critical for like survival human like apes were um, yeah. different like many different species they were like, competing with each other so if we didn't have didn't develop that that ability maybe we wouldn't have survived because other um, species may be more stronger or more intelligent than us right right yeah maybe. yeah so what are your thoughts on that so you know drawing emerged um because uh, we needed to explain strategy um and just describing enemy territories became um, early form of drawing i think that might make sense but i think that most of the painting came from actually the humans innate um ability to be able to convey their emotions or they need to convey their emotion through art i think that was more the purpose of first drawing and painting no, trying to make sense of the world you live in i agree that there's some value but i'm saying that 
painting did not emerge because of these wars. Really? I, yeah. I don't because many inventions emerged for military purposes. Everything uh, that we see. That's around. right. Like, like a GPS. Yes. Um, video cameras and, uh, and very uh, cheap memories now. You know, back in the day, there used to be one GB pen drives, and now it's one terabyte. You know, hard disks and and more, right? So uh, all this advancement is helping surveillance, military uh, intelligence, and all those things. Uh, the so computer was invented exactly for military. for pre breaking the Enigma code yeah. of uh, Nazis, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think um, definitely um, there is some utility aspect to a lot of inventions, and often they are. I have heard also about that, that a lot of inventions are financed by military, but that is assuming, uh, not assuming, but it's, it's thinking of the way inventions that we, that inventions that are in these days of age. Because what we were talking before, we were talking about basic inventions of the humans like bows and arrows right but we these are not inventions of anymore so now the inventions that we have are a lot more complex yeah right and so i forget where i was <laughs> wanted to go with this uh, i think um what you're trying to say is uh just because the inventions are becoming more and more complex doesn't mean that everything is uh, being funded by the military. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So older inventions were maybe not founded by the military. Yeah. But maybe now a lot of them yeah. are. Yeah. And all um, pharmacy, pharma companies also fund a lot of inventions in genetics and other uh, health, uh, you know, I think, sectors. But we think of invention as a thing most of the time, right? Yeah. I don't think as like a new development, a new theory. Would you think of it as an invention too? No, I think invention should have some utility or uh, even for, you know, just like entertainment purposes. Could be one reason it exists, right? So but there should be some something, um, something physical. It. Exactly, some value behind it, tangible value behind it. Something physical that has value. Yes. Okay. So let's say the theory of relativity is not an invention. No. It it has applications, yeah. but it it's a theory. It's not. Yeah. So we took a small break. Yeah. <laughs> As he wanted to get snacks. And so he was waiting for the vending machine. Yeah. And then when we when he came back, he started saying, talking about the vending machine and how it had good options. Right next to it, what is a vending machine that sells sandwiches? Um, but in my head, somehow I I understand. I've seen um, a sandwich a, a distribution machine that sells sandwiches. 
But in my head, I thought of a sandwich making machine. Yeah. So <laughs> a big distributor that would have everything and it would make your sandwich for you. Yeah. And then Asim started talking about how we have already all the technology for this to happen. All the yes. mechatronics. Definitely. Uh, even the logic, so then that could be applicable. And yeah. that made you think of... Driverless cars, taxi service, to be specific in San Francisco. Yeah, and then you were say, talking about how the steering wheel still... Um, was there. Still was there, and I'm like, this is useless. <laughs> Why would you need a steering wheel? Yeah. Right? Right now, the self-driving car, yeah, it has a steering wheel. Yes, that is not being used except in rare cases. Yeah, what my point is, in the future, there will be cars with no steering. Probably yes. Right, yes. because the only reason why we still have the steering wheel is so that the same car manufacturer can sell their car model to people that can drive the car and people that want to do self-driving. Yes, Is maybe. It, right? Yeah. And because rather than start a new design from scratch, they'd rather use a design. Exactly. And also the technology of self-driving cars is still evolving and there's many laws around yes. everywhere, so you can't... Okay, I have a funny comment. Yeah. But all your thought. So definitely i think what could have been easily done is just reduce the size of the steering wheel so just imagine it's like very tiny <laughs> but so because the mechanism is kept intact but the size no human hand needs to hold it now so it's just like a very uh, basic size you know very like a i don't know earring or something it's rotating like uh, for uh, for a mouse yeah right? as if a yeah. mouse were yeah. a bug exactly right? be growing. exactly just imagine. So that could have been done easily. I think it was it's very practical to achieve. <laughs> yeah, because you would save on the steering wheel. Yeah, the metal or whatever, the, the, the material. But if you were to use a steering wheel and if it's so small, then you can't put your hands in it. <laughs> no, but there could be some instrument which is like a t tiny hand and we have the big <laughs> handles. And then we'll just like, <laughs> uh, it's a funny thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get trapped in a world of lilliputs. Yeah. And then you have to somehow drive the car. Then what technology would you invent? <laughs> this one. Yes. The same as this. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I did not expect that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was a very funny thought. That's why I interrupted you. So, but please continue. Where were you? <laughs> Why well, I need to recover from this. Um, no, I was talking about how in the future self-driving cars you probably won't have any uh, steering wheel. Yeah. Right, which is interesting. So yeah. then you can have more people. Um, yeah. You know, carry more people in the same car because you you lose one space having a steering wheel that moves. Right? And just imagine, we already also have very flexible metal meshes and now with like 3d printing crazy shapes are being possible uh, to manufacture mm -hmm. so uh, like even entire roof of uh, big buildings and stuff right aircraft parts uh, so use that technology and uh, integrate with the advancement in me like just metal like fabrication 
and you have a flexible mesh of metals and then if you use that uh, it's it can be like a transforming uh, vehicle you know whenever it's needed whenever it's needed you can turn it into a big uh, truck by expanding the mesh metal structure that okay. it's made of whenever you need it you make it into a like a make it a more compacter version of itself and it's a small car so it's like all purpose vehicle are just all vehicles are same you can just mo modify them according to how you want to use them yeah and up to a certain point maybe having private cars is not going to make that much sense right why not well because if if you can have a ton of self-driving car yeah right there's always multiple right outside your house yeah why would you ever need to have your own car that you can drive yourself if you can always just put the thing and then it, it does it for you what if it's required by law because self-driving cars are more safe um, maybe then also it would be so something which is allowed and for recreation because driving is fun especially if you can speed up and it's just like human nature to I think uh, you know just uh, invent bicycles and just uh, use it down the hill you know for, for just the thrill of it and then yeah. now people like driving and speeding up but then they and can use ATVs and snowmobiles yeah but it's just like the driving in road as it becomes whatever is common the older thing is always turned into something very niche and hobby like you know what i mean like yeah. horse riding today it was a ne like a necessity before yeah and it became outdated it was replaced with uh, with uh, vehicles motor vehicles uh, but still people have horses and having a ranch is a very fancy business right so um owning horses i mean maintaining stables it's like honored of normal people today so similarly just having a normal uh, car that you can ride could be something like that if they have a car that they can ride it's like a fancy you know, very antique thing to have oh so it goes back okay exactly. that's interesting so it will be still valuable because not many people will have the space or oh the that's such an interesting thought so <laughs> see because if horses became yeah. uh, replaced by motor cars but and then now, now valued more valued more it's more yes. fancy it's an experience yeah. and in the future if there's a lot of self-driving cars yeah. and you have your own oh, yeah now you become the same what <laughs> That is interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, very much possible. What? Okay, so in many sci-fi, there's always a lot of mention of flying cars. Yes. What do you think about flying cars? I think it's a very realistic um, invention because uh, we already have drones, and they are more and more advanced and can carry a lot of weight like Amazon is trying to I think use it for delivery starting 2025 or something they and uh, so and there are already private I think it's called personalized vehicles um, personalized aerial vehicles PAVs or something PAVs um, so they are already there are co companies that have prototypes Really? Yes. And again, like Alice, San Francisco, I think Silicon Valley. So there are already registered 
some have already raised funding they have prototypes and i think one is already about to um, launch in dubai because dubai adopts most crazy uh, tech <laughs> yeah or whatever is being invented so they they are going to i think use it and it's close to reality wow um what's the advantage of the car flying though is it more cool or it's more convenient i i see that you require less road yeah you save a lot of time uh firstly because you you can drive faster <laughs> yeah you can because cities have you know the big cities in the world have grown just like crazy in a crazy way and it's like uh, you have impossible traffic to beat every morning yeah and uh, even the rich um, the more more richer you get i think you want to have your own space and that makes you quite far away from uh, the downtown right so yeah it's like uh, so many of those who are wealthy and important or vips will enjoy like flawless uh, you know reach to their business and they already have helipads in the buildings anyways yeah so uh, i think it's a very easy the stations are already there you know okay yeah so um, and any personalized aerial vehicle is they're definitely aiming for a very less noisy efficient and very light and smaller version of helicopters or small planes we have right so it will be very compact so that will be the attraction is just like for uh, personal just like yeah. one person thing which will also improve the sales because everyone will need one whoever wants enough it, it will become like this a cell phone it has a lot of scope so it could so, be the next big thing actually you know which you see everywhere but anyway so <laughs> flying helicopters all around but the way you presented that it was like oh this is how it will happen from now to then so a few people will adapt and get the flying car yeah. in my head i was thinking far in the future okay. where everybody has flying cars yeah right do yeah. you do you see it this way or do you see it more like a combination of flying cars cars on the ground high uh, public transport like trains very fast or like what uh, Elon Musk was proposing to have I don't know how to call it but a sort of tube that goes really fast on the ground in vacuum vacuum tunnels yeah right so how do you see all that in the future yeah i think it will be a like a combination that that it like definitely it's just that whatever um, will be new will be uh, used by more people that's the only uh, i think condition whatever innovation is happening in transportation um obviously bullet trains are there but we are still having we still have airlines yeah uh, we still have other electric trains and slower trains as well um we still have bu like buses they are fairly old um so ships are still there passenger sh ships are also still there yeah so everything will just be less or more but everything will exist obviously i think even bikes we already have cars why are we just trying to balance two wheels and cuz it's more convenient <laughs> for some people right so yeah. yeah i mean as long as there is variety 
of of people i think enough people i think everything will be there in some uh, still bullock carts are a thing in some parts of the world uh, what bullock carts so bulls are pulling oh. the pulling a cart wooden wooden wheel cart and then uh, they carry um, like i don't know vegetables and whatever that's people. interesting that's interesting because every time i think of a new technology i always assume okay well this is going to be the norm from now on no, but it's always more of a transition and yes. inventions are still being used like the bull cart yes right it's still being used today but there's all these different incrementation riding exactly. a horse all of that is also there and then you just add on top of it yes. and the newer more efficient that's the one that is the widely yeah. used oh, that's interesting we were talking about inventions of the future mm -hmm. Do you think we can predict where inventions are going to be made? Yeah, I think um, there definitely one field is transportation. Always, you know, trying to find a more efficient way to transport humans and stuff. Uh, transportation is one thing where so, innovations will occur repeatedly. No, but we're talking about inventions. Yeah, but the, inventions. But here's in the thing. sectors, right? Yeah, inventions in this. So, what kind of inventions uh, can happen in future? Right. So, so, it will be one type will be tra transportation. Okay, so you think that those are easier to predict? Yes. What about uh, computers and stuff like that? Like I, I think we have pl already plateaued for mobile phones, uh, but computers maybe are still there will be more sleek or like transparent screens uh, that could be foldable or. Okay. Um, holographic uh, image every phone is a projector or something you know uh, something like that it's still left in computers i think yeah so there's there's a lot of things that we yeah. don't expect yet. exactly unless that happens there is like plateau for mo mobile phones too because only those whatever is being invented for computers eventually becomes smaller in, in cell phones so i think uh, yeah okay right Right, so you, it depends on the sector what we can predict or not. Yeah. And if you think about medicine, I feel that's a field that you cannot every, predict. Every year something new. Right, and that's interesting. So, yeah, I guess it's really hard to predict where inventions are going to take place overall. You might have an idea of a few. So then we're very bad at predicting our own futures. Yeah, I think it's difficult to predict where and uh, when, you know, when exactly and where exactly we cannot tell. Because like steam engine was, uh, I think, invented in UK. Yeah. And it could have been invented in any other uh, European country nearby. Right. Who were in similar economic and social conditions. Or in other empires where at the height of their civilization, the most advanced community in the whole world, right? Egyptians or Chinese or Indus Valley or whatever. So, uh, but it happened in UK much later. So I think that is very difficult to predict. Right? So do you think that inventions are made by great inventors or are they more of a... Just a happenstance, and no I matter because a, a lot of inventions they come out at the same time, 
in two different places of the world, or at least that's what happened in the past, right? And then there's some some say that this person was the first. But how come inventions comes at the same time? I have it here. Yeah. Yes. This is what I I thought my myself. No sources. I now just used to think about these kind of things. Yeah, when like in sixteen, seventeen. Oh, uh, in your bath with a rubber duck. Ah uh, no, no, not that uh, that long ago. <laughs> sixteen, seventeen. You know, you just like um, start reading some serious books and newspapers and magazines, and you form all your opinions. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then you think about these things as well, and then. Um, so my theory is, every great or every thought, ideas. You know what I mean? It's not like I will eat today. That's not a thought. That's a thought, but not what I'm trying to say. It's like, <laughs> um, so ideas, you know, yeah, and unique uh, opinions or perspectives. I think um, they are like waves, just traveling. And I don't know the source, but they are just traveling. And when you are in sync with their like frequency, that comes to your head. And it can happen that the same thought wave could be divided at the same moment and go to two different heads. So two different people have the same idea. And, and one executes or both execute. And uh, it's the same thing. And you have no idea how it happened simultaneously. You know? So um, there are several such examples. Yeah, there, there are examples, but I like your analogy of waves. I don't think, I don't Cosmic think cosmic waves. We cannot see them. We cannot trace them. We cannot detect them. I, I don't think I agree that this is the case. Like, because that it's very difficult to agree. But this is a, one theory which I thought of. Okay, so do you agree with the theory? I think it's possible. Is this one theory? It could, there could be better uh, explanations, but there are there are none I found when I was searching. So I made my own. So <laughs> it's possible because we cannot disprove it. Exactly, but it's hard to believe. So yeah, those... it's very hard to be believe. I, I totally agree. It's very hard to believe yeah. because it's a crazy theory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from a crazy person. <laughs> would totally. you would you add that theory? Because of a wave, maybe. Could be, could be. And so you, uh, might, you might be the first that ever had that wave coming to you. Very much possible. That, that's <laughs> why the more people we are, the more chaos that you know, occurs in the world. So it could be because of a lot of uh, incoherent disturbances of the different waves being created. But then waves are changes through time. Because if you look... Like, you cannot imagine somebody from ten, a human 10,000 years ago who thinking about the next, uh, I don't know, the next iPhone, right? Like an invention. No. So the thoughts are changing through time. So that we're thinking about it now. Thoughts are not changing through time. Thoughts are the same waves, but the waves you are, you are you know, grasping are new every, every moment. Whatever you grasped, it's inside you, 
Mm. You get affected by it, you get the information, the wave is carrying. And if you don't grasp it, it's moving either way. You know what I mean? Okay. So waves are change, not changing. Waves are moving away from you. Whatever you grasp, you get that information. Okay. So waves are the same. Individual waves are the same. Individual thoughts. It's <laughs> crazy theory. I have some details. <laughs> some details? With no, like, like this. You know, I just said uh, there were waves, but I have some detailed criterias in my theory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was some thinking back at yeah. when you were 16 or something. Um, yeah. So I was talking about. Um, so I was talking about how different inventions can come at different places. Yeah. At the same time. At the same time. Le, uh, Le, I think Newton and Leibniz both. Um, Kind of invented integration and de derivatives around the same time. Around the same time, because they're they're trying to solve the same problems. Yeah. So basically, we're saying that inventions are not just one person. Inventions are much more than just that one person. And if a great inventor, like you think Nikola Tesla, wasn't hadn't been there, somebody else would have discovered it all eventually. Most of the eventually, time. yes, but not. Um, at, at the same, same time because there might not be another human being who had the same level of reception that his, his brain had. Yeah, until that one person has yes. and then they can... Yeah. Okay. But that may be after 100 years, it may be after 1000 years if we think it's random, you know, if there's yeah. no grand design and whatever. 50,000. Whatever. So yeah, it's random. It's random, so... There might be some denominator, although it's random, but even we don't know what denominator it would have. Right. So, so uh, yeah, but the, the idea that there's not one great inventors or not, not that the world, the world is not built on great inventors. It's built on the effort of many people. For sure. It's a lot more than just these people. Yeah, you know it's, a, I mean? it's a whole movie with... Uh, Hundreds of cast and crews. It's not a painting made by one painter. Yeah, and, and that's a great analogy. Oh my gosh. But that's also for you guys to think that we're all part of this, right? We're all moving the world forward. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to catch the continuation of this conversation on the next episode.